If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. I really would like from some snow to fall. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. But, be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. Yeah, because yeah. it was uh, record high temperatures. I think they said will happen this week mm. here in August. First, like the highest temperature in August. Like really? Yeah. On record. When are we going to have the coldest day on record in August? Can <laughs> we, we, can no, we make that happen? No. <laughs> no, we don't want that. Not, no, no. Uh, well, good morning. There's a lot of things to get to. Uh, to is it tonight? Yes. Oh, Republican man. National Committee debate is tonight. You going to watch? Um, what's it on? Fox? Yeah, Fox. Um, I don't know. I you know With some of those, I, I just like watching the highlights. Yeah. I like want to see the key things that people will say because some yeah. of those questions, you know, they're like, ugh. They they need like a warm up. They they have to warm up and get ready. And but there's uh, there's probably some good things to be said. Uh, and you know this is that real first time besides all of the different uh, campaign stuff they've already started doing. This is that first time for re- their voices to really be heard. Yeah, you absolutely. really know what they they have to say about what they're going to do. Eight candidates on the stage officially invited to participate in the first GOP presidential debate, primary debate tonight. Mm -hmm. So you've got Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, uh, business person Vivek Ramaswamy, former Vice President Mike Pence, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison. Uh, Trump will not be there, obviously, mm-hmm. the front runner for the nomination, because he announced over the weekend that he would skip the first debate, citing recent national polls showing him leading the field by what he would call legendary numbers, what he does call legendary numbers. Sure. Um, but also Also, a side note on that, despite appearing uh, to have met all the polling and donor requirements needed for the debate, uh, Trump's opposition to the loyalty pledge. Remember, we talked about you have to you have to raise money from a bunch of different folks from all the all the different states. You have to uh, poll. Uh, you have to appear in some of the national polls at a certain number. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was also a loyalty pledge that the RNC says if you want to participate in our debates, you have to pledge your loyalty. You have to say whether you win or lose, whoever is the chosen candidate sure. for the Republican Party, you've got to support. He wouldn't sign that. Which seems like a simple signature. Like, yeah, if somebody beats me, uh, I will accept that. Well, you'd have to concede. Yeah. <laughs> At some so. point. So um, if if you lose. So he didn't sign that. So some are saying um, this was the Trump campaigns in the RNC's negotiated way to go out of this. It's like, okay, well, you don't want to show up at the debates. We understand you don't want to risk your, your lead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But we'll, we'll we'll just say that you chose not to participate, but you got to sign the loyalty pledge if you want to be in the yeah, next one. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be in the next one or the next one or, hey, even as the, you know, what if it's like he's <laughs> leading still all the way towards the end when they're like, all right, it's time for us to make the nomination. Yeah. All right. Our nomination uh, will be this person. If in front of all of you, <laughs> they sign this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. But uh, maybe because he'll be like, oh, everyone's watching me at this point and I can I can see them sign it now. All right. Tonight's showdown is in Milwaukee. As we mentioned, it will be airing on Fox News Channel, 9 o'clock Eastern Time tonight. Yeah, that's another reason why I'm probably not going to watch it live. <laughs> that's late, man. I'm going to try to stay up and watch part of it anyway. Why can't it be at like 6 o'clock Wouldn't or 7? Nice? Like. Right at seven o'clock, right after they do the six o'clock news, boom. I mean, if right you, in there. If you think about it, I mean, honestly, they're probably doing it because the networks are saying, hey, look, we need this to happen at a time that both the East Coast and the West Coast yeah. and everywhere in between can watch it. Sure. And if we if we set it at nine o'clock, then six o'clock, everyone has a chance on the West Coast to get their dinner. Yeah. Who on the West Coast wants to see this? I right. mean, if you look at the political makeup. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, good point. Um, this will be uh, all the candidates who were there will have an opportunity to to participate in the debate. They're viewing this as incredibly important and as an opportunity not only to beat up on Trump but also to distinguish themselves uh, from the field. 
Mm-hmm. So you've got, uh, let's see, Ron DeSantis, who w- would be the front runner if Trump weren't in it. Right. So he'll be looking to to lead the field on that to really either prove himself or perhaps he could he could sink back into the into the into the fray. Uh, Vice President Pence is mm-hmm. probably going to try to distinguish himself as I'm the statesman. I stood up when others said, you know, thwart this election outcome, and he'll say, I have the experience. I've been the closest to the Oval Office of any of us up here. Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, former UN ambassador, she's the only woman in the Republican field. She will attempt to distinguish herself as well. So Mm -hmm. it'll be be an interesting debate. I feel like the spotlight will be on Mike Pence especially because they probably will center some questions around that January 6th, like that, that even just that situation, like, okay, what would you do? What would you, if you were the one as the president and this happened, what would you do in that situation? Uh, and vice versa as vice president. I cringe because the the you're right, and the topic of the January 6th and the topic of the election and mm-hmm. the topic, all the topics looking backward, that doesn't seem to be what the Republicans want to talk about. They want to forget that sure. and they want to move forward. But you're right, they're inevitably that is going to be a primary topic yeah in 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 order to move forward sometimes you do have to look back at history and say okay yeah. we're not going to do that again how do we move <laughs> we forward promise. from we those, really those things yeah, yeah. Uh, well that will be fun so nine o'clock fox you want to watch that uh or fox news yeah fox news okay. channel yeah they, and they say they're going to be streaming it on a lot of their different platforms sure. so just keep an yeah. eye out for yeah, it i go for the highlights the next day and we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> some of the stuff yeah. some of the key highlights that may have come out of that for sure. uh so looking forward to that uh this whole uh jim harbaugh thing just keeps on rolling uh as the you know there was the ncaa investigation they said all right we're gonna hold off on suspending you uh, till 2024. Then Michigan came back earlier this week and said, "Hey, um, you know NCAA's they're they're doing their thing. We're going to do our own thing. Three games, you're out." Uh, and Harbaugh finally had a chance to uh, to speak up about that, right? <laughs> he did. He said uh, that this was not a lengthy statement at all. So don't blink. Uh, I will continue to do what I always do mm-hmm. and what I always tell our players and my kids at home. Don't get bitter, get better. That's it. That's not bad. That's, That's it. It's good advice. Don't get bitter, get better. So Harbaugh will not be available to coach in-game during the non-conference contests against East Carolina. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was an East Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. I don't think there's a West Carolina <laughs> University, though. UNLV and Bowling Green. All right. But he will be able to return to the sidelines for the Big Ten opener against Rutgers. Do you think that messes with their rank, their overall national rank, not having their head coach? You're asking me. I don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to debate they look that? Good. I mean, how do you take their rank away? I don't know. They're yeah, general. That's true. I don't Five think general. with those three games that it would hurt them too much. I think, you know, if I were somebody, like, why wouldn't you say, all right, we're going to suspend you, but not for the three consecutive games? Mm. We're going to go... And really cut Take you the deep big ones. <laughs> and go for every big game. Oh, yeah, that Michigan-Ohio State game? Yeah, uh, we're not going to let you coach in that one. Yeah. That would burn. Yeah. That would hurt a lot. But these games, uh, I think Michigan will be all right as far as being able to get the victory. But, yeah, there will be a lot of, uh, a lot of things looming over them. And there are a lot of things are going to be on their mind besides the game. Yeah. You know, not having your coach there kind of breaks your focus. And will that hurt them as they get progressed through the season and he finally comes back to the team? Unless something else drops, unless there's another shoe that comes out and says, mm-hmm. okay, this is actually what we're looking at. Because they haven't been very clear about what the what the allegations sure. are. I mean, back in July, they, they revealed that the Harbaugh and the NCAA were reportedly mm-hmm. negotiating on this suspension stemming from some violations. But we don't know. So I think barring that he could probably and probably will turn it into a motivation for sure. the team yeah. because he's still going to be able to coach during the week in practice mm-hmm. and he'll still be you know looming large over the team and after the third suspension he'll be back i wonder if this ends up that whole thing with michigan making that announcement of the suspension if that speeds the process for NCAA's investigation. Maybe they're like, well, we need some time. And they're like, wait a minute, you guys suspended him? <laughs> Maybe we speed that up and just say... Could be. Right after that three... Because you never know. That You make a very good point. They're probably trying to... Uh 
Harbaugh's bringing a football playbook to this. Yeah. And the NCAA says, oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're playing. There's a playbook here? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, you're right. So we will see. But we do know that uh, we have Michigan Wolverine football here all season long. Sweet. And you can listen to that game, whether uh, Jim Harbaugh's coaching or not, <laughs> uh, right here on 94.9 WSJM. And we'll have, uh, they start up most, uh, I think, Notre Dame has a game this weekend. Dublin, right? But, yeah, in, in Dublin. Uh, but Michigan will start uh, their season next week. Yeah. So, and you'll hear it at 94.9 WSJM. Got something to say. That's right. It's brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. And I always like to talk to area nonprofit organizations, uh, whether they have an event coming up, uh, great programs that are going on. It's uh, it's that that platform for you to get the word out about something you have going on. And I actually had somebody reach out to me a while back who uh, works as um, the transportation supervisor at one of our local uh, schools and said, hey, I want to talk about bus safety because uh-huh. we're less than a week away. So not only to keep the kids and the families safe and uh kind of educate them again on all the rules and things you need to know about bus safety, but also for all those drivers that are commuting to and from work, being mindful of, hey, there's going to be a lot of school buses around. So you got to be safe with all that. So I'm going to have that conversation actually later this evening. 530 is when you can listen to Got Something to Say, and you'll be able to catch that conversation as well at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. And also, we're, I one thing I also wanted to touch on with them is the bus driver shortage. Oh, yeah. Because That's a big one. Because a lot of transportation uh, directors as well as uh, bus drivers that I talk to and really school officials, they're always saying, man, it's really tough to coordinate stuff, even from a field trip to a sporting event to even just getting kids to, to and from school. You know, if one person is sick... There's not usually a good backup because they, you know, used to always be, oh, you got a bus sub today. Yeah. Well, they don't have those much anymore. Um, so just talking about how we kind of help curb that driver shortage and try to figure out what we can do there. Yeah. Not just a problem here. Problem yeah, it's everywhere. Na- nationally. Do you ever want to be a bus driver? No. No? No. <laughs> See, I think I could drive the vehicle. Yeah. It's the, it's the other added challenge of... You got about 50 kids in the back that you also have to deal with that could cause distraction. The bigger the vehicle, the less confidence I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, just from past experience, uh, a long, long time ago, worked in the lumber yard, had to take cabinets somewhere. Mm. The incline was too steep for the thing to get up. Then when I tried to back down, got stuck. Oh, no. Oh, it was bad. And it was only on a Street of Dreams home. Uh, block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't good. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> you know, when you're on the Street of Dreams home, they want everything to look perfect and here's yep. this truck just gr- digging into the oh, asphalt. Uh, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I think I've never driven a bus, but I have had a chance to drive some large vehicles. Yeah. And I think I can handle it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, it's the added think about the cargo. Yeah, precious cargo on board. Well, precious cargo that's throwing uh, <laughs> airplanes, airplanes, and gum, and, gum <laughs> and I mean that that uh, that mirror that you're looking back in is not <laughs> enough. But I will say, my bus driver when I was yeah. growing up as a yeah. kid, man, if you 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 wouldn't even be looking up to the front of the bus, but you could feel. Her eyes staring at you if you were doing something wrong. I think they were just looking at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, no. I was a good she kid, had you man. Begged. I was a good kid. Okay. I was the bus leader. I oh, was. I, oh, I was nice. a really good kid. Very nice. um, and she was always like, "Hey," she always wanted me to like sit up in the front, not because I was being a bad kid, but it was because I was. And you thought this was an honor? No, it was great because she always wanted to have great conversations with Johnny, me. Johnny, would you be the bus leader, please? Come yeah. sit up front next come to sit, me. You're going to be fine. Let me. Uh, let me chat with you for a little bit. Let me. T- now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, the family dogs never went to a farm, by the way. Now that I think about it, uh, maybe I was wrong there. Hmm. So, yeah, catch that conversation. I'll be talking with a uh, transportation director from uh, Bridgman Public Schools a little bit later today at 530 with Got Something to Say. And if you want to be part of Got Something to Say, it's real easy to, to reach out. You can always call 
925-WSJM. You can email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. It's brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to talk about a big TV star over here. <laughs> Uh, Ken Lundberg. I didn't do it. I'm surprised you showed up to work today. Uh, uh, my driver, you know, he, he was conditioned. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's because you didn't read the email until this morning, <laughs> so I don't know. You're going to be in Hollywood before we know it. Oh, dear. Ken Lundberg <laughs> on television yesterday. What? Yesterday was a television day for both of us. Yeah, what? Well, I don't even know what the thing I did, where that's even going. <laughs> so tell me, so we, we saw this, because you didn't see it. We, a bunch no, of people I was sleeping, I think. A bunch of people here at work had a chance to uh to see it and they were like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Ken's on television. <laughs> and it was America's Got Talent. Yeah. Because you had uh you had interviewed a couple times, right? Uh Bryn Cummings. Yes. Yeah, a couple times, uh, Bryn, and she's uh, she's still in it? She's still so she performed last night. She yeah. performed live last night on America's Got Talent. And in the in the promo piece leading up to it, it was where uh, Bryn's mom yeah. uh, gave them either a still or a video. I haven't seen the actual broadcast mm. yet of her interview, Bryn's interview with WSJM, with me. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about her performance, she was trying to get on EGT. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. But she performed last night. She performed live. And now is the voting. So all the mm. acts that perform, there's a, a group of 55 or 56 groups overall okay. that are competing over the next five weeks, I think it is. Nice. And each time, each each batch of contestants that performs, they get voted on by the fans. And that goes until, I think, four minutes from now. They, they vote overnight, and then the fans will determine who goes on to the next round. Do you think your appearance in her video thing helped or hurt oh, it, her chances? I think it puts her over the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 of, yeah. Course, of yeah. course. So whatever it is, I add at least one vote. They're like, wait a minute, that's Ken Lundberg? I have to vote for this girl. Uh, so so uh, was it, I think, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. Mm -hmm. might have been the day before. Um, I get this phone call put through from the front desk, and there's this polite young lady who says, Blah, 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 blah. America's Got Talent. Blah, 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 blah. Bryn Cummings interview. We need a photo release mm -hmm. uh, and a video release. And I say, okay, you oh, know. Oh, you had to sign something. I had so to you sign knew this was coming. Well, I I mean, you know, you get releases. It's like it's kind of the, the condition of if we choose to use it, now we know it's clear. Oh, great. Had you just no signed your life away. Had no, yeah, for no compensation whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get any royalties for that? I called back and I said, well, when do I get to talk to Howie? I want to talk to Howie Mandel. And I also want to talk to Simon to see if we can get Howard Stern back on AGT. Uh, I did like that. That he was good. Yeah, that didn't work. No? Yeah. Because who's on there now? We got Sophia Vergara. Sophia and Vergara. And Heidi Klum. Heidi yes. Klum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. great. Uh, Howie Mandel and, of course, Simon Cowell. Okay. But uh, but anyway, so uh, I talked to you know upper management around here because I, I can't sign anything without asking them. Um, and they yeah. looked at me like... <laughs> What have you been drinking, Ken? <laughs> you know, like America's Got Talent? Sure, whatever. Anyway, right, so signed right. it, sent it back, and I guess they put it on last night. Fancy. Yeah. Man, did you get the WSJM logo in there? Does, uh, the, that, did that get I cut looked, off? I looked at the clip that they sent me. Yeah. The America's Got Talent sent me, and it had the WSJM logo in the upper right-hand uh, corner. So they kind of... The thing I saw last night, uh, on the emails that were sent from last night, looked like it might have been trimmed, but we'll mm. see. We'll see. Because maybe... You signed your life away. Yes. But maybe they didn't ask because they probably already knew. Eh, we'll just trim that logo off. Maybe because oh, no. you gotta ask, ask. gotta ask they asked for the logo release as well. No, no, they asked for the whoever owned the video. Oh yeah, yeah. Release. Oh, okay. well, so there, there were go. two releases. Mm, oh my gosh. Look yeah. at you. Big so America's got talent. Star. Bryn Cummings, she was the real star of it. Yeah. Twelve year old pom pom middle school student, uh, magician, comedian, ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. Did a really good performance last night. She had uh, two little dummies out, the Ventura yeah, yeah, yeah. dummies. So hopefully, That's she, really awesome. hopefully she advances. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross our fingers for yes. her. But yeah, uh, I had a chance to be on a video, but I'm just going to talk about that here in just a little bit because we're running out of time. <laughs> oh, we got to get right. to news here in just okay. a little bit. All right. Because you, you big TV star, you took up all of our time. <laughs> We'll talk more about that. Uh, coming My agent up here in just said we bit. could go till the top of the hour. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, the big giveaway, and it's going to be great.
going to be uh, the hot tub. You're going to have the uh, gazebo, the outdoor entertainment center. All of that, someone will win tomorrow. That's exciting. Yeah, that's going to be cool. That one chance today, thanks to our friends at Eden's Landscape Supply. So the you, final one. Do you talk about how the drawing is going to go? The drawing is going to go very simply. It is uh, what's called a reverse drawing. Okay. Um, we take a big old fishbowl <laughs> and we fill the fishbowl with names. Okay. So everybody sees the name. So if I said, okay, Ken Lundberg, thanks for signing in. I'm going to yeah. pop your name right in here. You're seeing me put it in the fishbowl. And then we draw the names. And what we do, the first person that I pull out yeah. will be eliminated. Oh, that next person. That's the reverse part. That's the reverse so part. So you don't want so your name yeah. drawn out. You want to be the last person in the fishbowl. Oh, that's the that's the name of the game. That is exciting. Um, and the great part about it, right, is even though you get eliminated, yeah. you get to be the one to eliminate someone else. <laughs> Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the, so that's fun, and it runs. It, it's quick and easy. Right. Um, and people go home. Uh, well, one person goes home very happy, and the other people go home, uh, well, probably a little disappointed, but happy that they got qualified. Yeah, yeah, they so. get to hang out with the community and maybe make a new friend with the person who won the hot tub. Right. And so they can pick the movie the next That's time they the get together. That's the strategy that yeah. I think a lot of people don't do yeah. enough of is become friends with all the qualifiers because yeah. there's like, you know, like I think 60-ish qualifiers. So you get a really good chance hmm. to win this whole thing. Um, but most people don't do the whole, Hey, let's be friends. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? How about, uh, how about we have a little cookout and then a- just maybe watch a movie. Yeah. I'll bring a movie over. Exactly. Uh, so they don't do enough of that. So if you, if you, any advice to people that are already qualified, yeah. make friends with the other people. It's the ultimate summer giveaway. How many qualifiers? Like, I think when I asked uh, Paul Landecker, who's keeping track of a lot of that stuff, I think he said 60-ish. Okay. Because we're calling all these people that yeah. have qualified and telling them, hey, we're going to be there tomorrow night at the Strand yeah. uh, in Sister Lakes. Can you be there? This is the big giveaway. Yeah. Some people, surprisingly, have said no. That oh. they're not available. Oh. You got to be present to win. Oh dear! So, so. let's see. Uh, somewhere, somewhere around sixty qualifiers. That's similar to 55, 56 qualifiers on AGT. America's mm, Got Talent. That's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you keep pointing back to that. <laughs> yeah, last hour we were talking about how Ken is a big TV star, and I noticed you know. that uh, you've got the uh, the gold cape on. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding because you'll see this video on our Facebook page. That's right. But yeah, you. Uh, you had a chance to be on America's Got Talent, and you you kind of knew that you that at some point it was going to happen because they sent a a fancy Hollywood video release. They did, and it was like three hundred pages long. But I I mean honestly, I took the easy route to get on AGT. Yeah, I interviewed the person who has the talent. Sure, exactly. <laughs> That's the way you do it. You ride the coattails exactly. of that famous person. I rode the coattails of a 12-year-old girl who is doing ventriloquism and uh, being a magician. She was great. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So looking forward to checking that out. That has our, So that happened last night live on television. So you can watch it, uh, probably find it on YouTube. Yeah, it's on the YouTube somewhere. And then I think Peacock, you can watch uh, past episodes of America's Got Talent if yeah. you want to do that. Now, another thing, uh, as we mentioned, I also was a video star yesterday. You were. Uh, and, but my thing is I asked them afterwards, Hey, what's this even for? <laughs> like, where's this going to happen? Wait, you got on camera without knowing what it was for? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I did. No, they, so they, the context they gave me, right. uh, the folks from the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship reached out to me yeah. and said, Hey, we'd love for you to be in this video. It's going to highlight the community and what's going on. We'd love for you to talk about some area activities and events and things that are going on outside of the tournament. So people can, people that are watching, whether they be in Southwest Michigan or coming to Southwest Michigan for this tournament, stuff that they could do where they can live, work, stay and play uh, when the tournament's not going on. So that was my thing. But I said, so this is, my guess is this is one piece to a larger piece. Right. And they said, yeah. So, because we were trying to figure out the timing of how long our thing was supposed to be. So, I didn't want to go too long. So, no. I didn't want to take up all the, the air time. Yeah. So, uh, they said, oh, yeah, no, it's like a big, like, five five to seven minute long thing. There's going to be a whole series uh, of stuff that uh, will be sprinkled out throughout the, the campaign as they're advertising the tournament. 
So, oh, so you'll be on an endless loop, somewhere. endless loop everywhere. So like all the senior PGA pros, mm-hmm. if they want to know what to do in Southwest Michigan, yep, John Reinhardt is right there to tell. Absolutely. Them. So That's they nice. will they will do that, and then uh, they told me <laughs> they're oh, you got some. No, I just want to say, did you did you golf? Yes. So yeah. So did, I, did I'll you? set up the scene for you. They. So I get there. Yeah. Uh, they said get there. Get there close to nine a.m. as possible. Right. I said okay. So I get there about nine ten because you know the show was wrapping up around nine. So oh, I you're got fashionably there. late. I hit a train. There was a train going. Oh, no. And of course I'm about, like, oh man, I'm already like, it's nine oh seven. That's not too bad. You know, getting from uh, the office to Sweats Harbor Shores. That's down. pretty good. I hope I'm not too late. Sure enough, a train is going by right in the Arch District, and it's like, I'm going to be a little was delayed. Was it the coal train? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's one of those. Oh, yeah. geez. Don't spill your coffee. Look, look Good catch. Yeah. Um, then they said, uh, I got to the clubhouse, and they, they gave me my own golf cart. Ooh. So uh, Chelsea, who is one of the operations people yeah. for the, the, uh, the tournament, said, I will take you to where you need to be. Okay. Had I known where they were filming it, I could have just parked over there. They said, all right, we'll take you here. It was halfway across the course over by Gene Clock Park. I know because I can't remember exactly what hole it is because I don't golf the, the Harbor Shores golf course. So yeah, it's the one that's right. The green is kind of set up on a hill and it's got a beautiful view mm. of the beach yeah. right there by Gene Clock it Park. It is pretty. So uh, that's where it was and it was a little windy. And yes, they said... At one point, you're going to have this conversation, but to kind of set it up, we're going to have actually this person come while you guys are golfing on the green. Yeah. I said, wait, I have to golf? (laughs) And I'm left-handed. And you don't golf. And I don't golf. (laughs) And they brought right-handed clubs. Ah, And I said- Come on. You didn't read my writer? Who did the prep on this? You didn't read the writer that said, (laughs) I need left-handed clubs? They didn't have them, but mm. I did okay. I came real close to making it in, yeah. but with movie magic, totally. It will go it in. in. It okay. will go in. All it right. will go in. Where it will be, the, the end result of this video, where yeah. it will be all over the place. Uh, and actually, they told me some of the other stars in that, and I think I'm in stars. good company. Stars. Including myself. I think I got top billing on this one. Was there a trailer with your name on it? Pro- there okay. probably will be. <laughs> there probably at least a, at least. No, a I mean gra- like a trailer to get ready, like kind of oh, get no, in no, character. Oh, no, 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 not a trailer. No, okay. not a trailer. Okay. But there there will be some, I hope there are bloopers because we did screw up a few times. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, myself, uh, Amy Zapel was in the uh, the video as well, as well as the, uh, the person who was kind of the host was uh, Amy McWhorter. Uh, all did a fantastic job. We yeah. had a lot of fun. But I guess like Rob Cleveland's going to be a part of oh. it. Jeff Fedig's going to be a part of nice. it. Um, uh, tons of other people. Our tons of other who? people. John Prose, I think, is going to be in it. Very nice. And I was like, these people are great. Yeah. They're probably all scratch golfers, by the way. Yeah, they're like they can't wait to see your reel, your blooper reel. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna <laughs> probably give me crap for that for <laughs> my horrible golfing. That'll be fun. But no, that was great. Uh, so looking forward to uh, checking that out at some point, and really looking forward to the tournament uh, because that is from what I saw when I was having conversations with uh, Brandon Haney, the uh, championship director. He said that sports, I think it was Sports Illustrated, ranked. Uh, the the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship as one of the top tournaments in golf. Yeah. Like, not just regular PGA, but also Senior PGA and LPGA. Basically, all tournaments, they said Harbor Shores, one of the top ones. Yeah, it's the best. So, it's an amazing thing. Looking forward to it. Memorial Day weekend at Harbor Shores. Harbor Shores. So, since we talked about your your golf uh-huh. filming event mm-hmm. and and my like 2 second appearance on AGT. <laughs> I don't even know if it was 2 seconds. Sure. It's probably like half a second. Um Netflix. Oh yeah. Remember la- this spring they announced we're ending the DVD mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we wondered what are they going to do with all the DVDs? Right. And they have announced what they're going to do with the DVDs. Everyone thinks, well, just give them away. Well, they can't because of the licensing agreements that they made okay. with the with the production companies. So what are they going to do? Well, they've announced a deal Okay, <laughs> for people, uh, their subscribers mm-hmm. can get a DVD by mail 
and you can get up to 10. You know how you used to be able to get like one, two, three, three yeah, depending on yeah. which subscription level you had. Uh, now they'll say, oh, you can get 10 at once and we'll ship them out on September 29th. Take advantage of this. Okay. What happens if you don't turn them back in by the time they end the program? Don't really know. I think it's a wink and a nod. They're trying to get rid of their yeah. DVDs. We got the 10 DVDs and uh, when do you ever return them? Mm. Let's, let's not talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, Netflix announced back in April it planned to end its rental DVD option this fall. And they told subscribers now this week they can opt into receiving up to 10 extra DVDs chosen by the company. Oh. Based on your profile. Oh. So you can't go in and pick. Oh, so you can't get the best movies. They'll use AI. Well, mm. maybe it'll be the best movies if you like movies. But if you watch trash movies, you're going to get 10 more trash oh, movies. Oh, man. <laughs> The extra DVDs will be shipped to subscribers' mailboxes on September 29. That's also the final shipment day for mail service. Then they're going to close down that office. Mm -hmm. According to Netflix, people who opt in won't know if they're getting the discs or not until they show up in the mailbox. So it's like a grab bag. It's kind of a wow. surprise deal. Renters have to return those DVDs, according to Netflix. That's the wink and the nod part. Mm -hmm. They'll have until October 27 to watch all that movies. If customers don't return the discs by that October deadline, it will be totally up to Netflix to figure out what they're going to do next. Man. So I can't borrow your Netflix password in order to uh, <laughs> get, get the these DVDs. 10 DVDs? Because I don't have Netflix. What you get. I'm afraid what you'd receive. Yeah, I don't have Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to get all those like really bad <laughs> B-horror movies. Well, I mean, Netflix is good about not putting the stuff that Amazon Prime puts mm -hmm. on. Amazon mm -hmm. Prime, the trailer may look good, but it may might be a student film or something. There's some really bad movies oh, on there. Oh, they are so bad. Yeah. They are so bad. Oh, man. Anyway. So, yes. so Netflix. All right. Well, you get your hands on, uh, on those DVDs. Yep. And uh, then what you need to do after you get those is then you need to find a DVD player <laughs> or dust off the DVD player that you have in the basement, which I have two. Oh. Uh, I actually have two uh, combos, combos, the DVD VCR combo. Oh. Yeah. Two of those? Two of them. Oh, geez. So if you want to buy one, mm. they're expensive. I bet. Like trying to find a good one. Antiques like, usually are. That's true. It's vintage, baby. <laughs> Do you have any VHS left? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. quite a few actually. Um, some some good movies. Some, and that's the thing that I've uh, hated about, uh, and one reason why I don't have Netflix and and started to get rid of a lot of those streaming services is because I'm tired of the shell game of where's the movie. Oh, if there's a movie you yeah. really want to watch, like you've got Mail, for instance. Yeah, great movie, made by the folks at Warner Brothers. Uh, you'd think that would be available on Max, Somewhere. which is owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. No, can't find it anywhere. Huh. Like, when you want to watch a movie that you mm. really like, and you're just like, you know what? I want to watch this. Well, back in the day, you popped in the video, you popped in the DVD. Now you've got to search every yeah. platform, and it's like, well, you could, like, you get all the way to the point of where yeah. they say, it's available. Oh, yeah. To purchase. Yeah, that's what happens to me is I just ask my TV to search all the services. Right. It does. And yeah. then it says, oh, it's available free here, but you have to sign up for a service for seven right. days. Well, I don't have that fancy, don't do that. fancy uh, butler robot that uh, <laughs> does all those things for me. I can't ask Jeeves. It's the Jetson TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Jeeves, where's my uh, where's oh, my dear. stuff? Oh, but yeah, th that's what I hate is that I can't find all those movies. So I just keep a lot of them on either DVD or VHS. Yeah. So I'm old school. Speaking of WSJM.com, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Our uh, school supply superhero contest going on, as well as uh, your final chance to get qualified for the ultimate summer giveaway. That superhero thing is cool. That is pretty cool. I like that. $500 for teachers to help them buy the supplies that sometimes, sadly, they have to dig into their own pocket for. Right. To buy the supplies for the yeah. kids. So uh, w hopefully, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but m what I said is let's wrap up the contest yeah. by handing out the big check. Oh. Because I think the folks at Honor Credit Union yeah. that are, we're doing this with, I know, because <laughs> I've seen it on their social media, I yeah. know they've got one or two of those big checks lying around. See, for some reason, I, I think my perception is the banks, the credit unions, they mm -hmm. hate the big check. They hate the big check. Because it, it doesn't fit in the tube. It doesn't fit in the tube. It doesn't fit in the <laughs> ATM all that well. That's what you they need to, put to it do. In? Yeah. They need to install a big check ATM. That would be amazing. I'd like my money to come as a big, big money as well. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> yeah. That way I can just stand at the machine and be like, come on, big money, big money, big money. Yeah. No whammies. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Anyways, go check no, that out at WSJM. It's a good idea. There should be a big check, and you should take it in a huge backpack, like an oversized oh, car-sized backpack. It's yeah. Dreadful. And then maybe I could wear, I don't know if you've seen this, where people are wearing the oversized ball cap. Oh, that's oh. a that's a thing right yeah. now where they yeah. have the oversized baseball cap. Okay, which I think is ridiculous, but hey, <laughs> kids kids have some weird ideas. They still like having the little labels on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my sons it was coming off, and he was very bummed. No, oh. like just take it off. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, a lot of things going on that we should know about. Uh, another invasive species we have to be worried about? Michigan's Department of Natural Resources updating their invasive species list, uh, kind of for some bad news. Hmm. Michigan's invasive species watch list was recently updated to include two new species and remove another. Oh. Put a pin in that one. Mountain pine beetle, a deadly threat to pine trees, and mm. water primrose, a fast-spreading aquatic plant, have been added to the watch list due to threats that they pose to native ecosystems and industry. The European frog bit, originally listed in 2011, has been moved off the list. Why? It's no longer an immediate concern. It's now considered established. Aww. That's not good. It, it's a plant. It looks like yeah. a, looks like a uh, one of those, I don't know. The things that lay on the water, the yeah, lily yeah, pads. Yeah. It looks like a lily pad. Oh, man. Yeah. So That's apparently- not good, but you don't think it. Put yourself in the invasive species uh, <laughs> role for a minute. Oh, geez. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel bad and not as cool when you're like, man, I'm an invasive species. Don't mess with me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, no, you're established. You're not cool anymore. It's yeah. like, oh, man. <laughs> What the, happened? The mountain pine beetle has been characterized as the most aggressive, persistent, and destructive bark beetle in the western U.S. and Canada. Wow. Hot, dry summers, mild winters in those areas led to the beetle's unprecedented population growth and range expansion, moving it ever closer to Michigan. So now it's a worry for our state. Uh, because Great. it attacks most species of pine, the invasive beetle could have widespread effects in Michigan. So they are putting that on the invasive list. Great. Yeah. Uh, staying in Michigan, University of Michigan, they uh, they do a lot. They do a lot of research. They do a lot of great things. They do. Uh, they have their own AI platform now? They do. The University of Michigan is offering generative artificial intelligence, uh, the platform okay. to its entire community. The university president announced that this week. The Information and Technology Services AI platform will be available to U of M community at no cost until September 30th. Okay. After that, uh, the services AI platform will inform users about potential costs and it will bill uh, U of M uh, users at the end of each month. Now, the tools come with a prompt limit of 25 prompts per hour and they're introducing it just in time for the fall semester. Why would U of M introduce this? Because we already have ChatGPT sure. and a few other AI yeah. platforms. Well, they said they have several key differentiators from most other generative AI platforms. Mm. Um, one is most services will charge uh, a, a monthly subscription. Sure for even accessing the tool. And so they say ours is going to be free to students and it'll have no cost levels of access for extended usage. Uh, They also say, U of M also says, their AI platform has been designed and tested for accessibility. Okay. It also works with screen readers, which do not work with other AI tools like ChatGPT. So they're comparing themselves to ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. They're saying, here's why we're better. They're limiting it to their school body. But at some point you think about, okay, what's the trend here? Will AI cost money everywhere? Yeah. And will the universities step in to provide their services at no cost? And the other thing is, what's the catch? Because... <laughs> You know, when I think of, oh, yeah, the university is going to give me this AI tool, it's like, yeah. I bet there's another feature right. that makes sure that when you turn in your report right. or your research or anything like that, yeah. you it will be able to tell if you use the AI platform in order to make that report yeah they have those they have those tools yeah they're probably just making them smarter sure you know it's it's okay it's all all integrated all together Mm -hmm. so that they can police that because i know for any teacher that a the the world of ai is a scary thing oh yeah for trying to figure out how these kids are actually quote-unquote learning and actually doing the work with they can make ai do most of it then uh, are they really learning anything yeah critical thinking Critical thinking. 
Uh, some other thinkings going on at the University of Michigan <laughs> is... <laughs> That's right. They're thinking about yeah. ending a strike. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with that strike? University just in of, time for school to start. Just in time. The University of Michigan is poised to settle that strike that's happened for now nearly five months. Mm-hmm. Uh, the union representing graduate students, uh, they started striking over pay and other benefits. The graduate employees organization representing roughly 2,300 graduate students, uh, instructors and staff assistants across UM's three campuses. They've been on strike since March. And members voted uh, overnight Mm -hmm. to authorize the union's bargaining team to reach a tentative agreement with the university. The union is expected to hold a ratification vote later this week and announce the results on Friday. If ratified, the settlement would end this uh, strike Mm -hmm. and they would probably get a sizable pay increase. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, and that's what they wanted. Sure. They wanted more money, and apparently that's what's going to happen. They're going to get more money. All right. Yeah. Well, looking forward to that. We get more we, money <laughs> just in time for school to start? That's perfect. The, uh, the union negotiators say the offer on the table contains historic wins. Uh, the administration wants to take credit for these wins, but we know it wasn't their generosity that got us here. It was the power of unprecedented member-driven long-haul strike actions. Well, there you go. There you go. There's, there's too many strikes going on. I can't keep track of all these strikes. Well, UPS is still, they're about to ratify yeah. their agreement. Uh, yeah. What about Hollywood? Is that is They're that still, still striking. Oh, Everyone's striking. That's what television is going to be. Yeah. Is that instead, the reality television, because I know when they had a strike back in like the 90s, reality TV is what really came forward with uh, yeah. what was on television. I would just like to watch the reality TV of the strike. <laughs> like they're like coming up at seven o'clock prime time, yeah. Hollywood strike. Yeah, that's all you're gonna watch. Just gonna watch a bunch of people walking around with pick, picket fences and all that stuff. But the if you remember when we when we talked about this last part of the strike at the U of M mm-hmm. from the graduate students was well we're now going to sue the school because yeah. they issued grades without us. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And and they said well the graduate students aren't going to turn in grades. We'll just give everyone an A. Uh, in their classes, yeah. and and the the graduate students said, "No, you can't do that." Well, mm-hmm. it turns out they can. The Higher Learning Commission opened a review at the union's request, but then they ruled later in late July, actually, that it found there wasn't sufficient evidence that the university was non-compliant with the accrediting rules. So they said, mm, "Never mind. Oh, the A's my. stand." All right, man. Yep. Maybe I should have gone on strike when I was in school. <laughs> I could have got an A. Coming up here in, uh, I think, a couple of weeks, I'll be able to talk with uh, Austin, uh, Tom Austin from Austin Tax and Financial uh, again. Looking forward to uh, seeing what, what he's been up to lately. I know uh, he's been helping a lot of people in the community with their retirement planning, financial planning, and, of course, their taxes as well. And Austin Tax and Financial is committed to helping people navigate those uncertainties of what tomorrow may bring. One of the big focuses is that retirement planning strategies Uh, for a lot of people. That sense of excitement that you have as well as anxiety when it comes to making the decision to retire. Uh, Going from things like working and saving to not working and spending can be downright scary. And with how inflation and all that other stuff has been uh, going on lately can get even scarier. Uh, Austin Tax and Financial can be there to help take the fear out of your future. Understanding that connection between your money and taxes can be key to your retirement. Also, we know the stock market is all over the place. Making those adjustments to the risks that you might have with the uh, stock market is really important to consider when you are moving into your retirement years. Things like uh, Social Security. When to elect Social Security, another important component to everybody's retirement plan. You know, there are hundreds of ways that you can elect your Social Security benefits, and that may be too many to handle. Additionally, 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed and uh, without proper planning. Tom Austin and the folks at Austin Tax and Financial can help in sorting out all of these things and more with over 25 years of experience in the financial business and a history of helping others navigate the waters of money and taxes. Um, Austin Tax and Financial and Tom Austin uh, are there to help you. 
Uh, you can learn more by going to their website, austinfinancial.us, Austin Tax and Financial, located at 715 Columbia Avenue, right by Honor Credit Union in St. Joseph. You can reach Tom at 269-429-1585. Tom Austin is an investment investment advisor representative uh, with Capital Asset Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener and listeners always encouraged to discuss their needs with the appropriate professional. And we certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin. And Ken Lundberg, you have been uh, doing a lot of... uh, reporting on uh, the Decatur situation and what's going on over there because there was a vote that happened uh, where it was uh, surrounded around solar energy. That's right. And a lot of people said, mm, no. So you've been kind of digging some more on that. Well, you know, if you remember the ballot that we had during the consolidated yep. uh, election in early August, mm-hmm. there were for for you and I, I think there were there was one thing one on the thing, ballot. Yeah. Basically, LMC. Uh, for other voters in Van Buren County, if you were in Decatur Township, there was something else on the ballot, mm-hmm. and it was whether or not you wanted to uh, endorse this the townships. Uh, move to change their ordinance to allow a uh, about a 1,000 acre solar farm, a huge industrial sized solar farm um, that was proposed for the area. Mm-hmm. In Hamilton Township, which is right next door in Decatur Township, there is a group uh, called Savion that wants to put a large solar farm in that area. They want to take the farmland that's currently in production, I think there were soybeans on it, okay. uh, and repurpose it for solar panel, uh, solar energy collection. Hmm. And so Hamilton Township said, fine, sure, no problem, we'll change our ordinance so that you can do this. Uh, Decatur Township, the commissioners there said, yeah, we'll do it too. We'll just copy Hamilton Township's ordinance and we'll approve it. Mm-hmm. They went through the process that they were supposed to go through, except that they copied too much from Hamilton Township's language. Uh-oh. And that meant they had to do it over again. Uh-huh. Well, in the meantime, between the time they passed the ordinance the first time incorrectly and the second time where they had to do, to do the redo, the public got very incensed about it. And there was a campaign, a grassroots campaign that said, no, we don't want a thousand acre solar farm in this Mm -hmm. area and this area if you look at the area where they're planting the solar farm the soil is muck which is really rich soil yeah it's black it's very nice rich with they have celery growing in there they have soybeans growing in there a lot of different crops and And it's a beautiful landscape too beautiful landscape you can see the picture as well so the, 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 the town said, all right, well, or the ordin- township said, we mm-hmm. have this ordinance. The public said, no, we don't like it. Let's put it on the ballot. They put it on the ballot. 80% of voters who turned out, and it was like a quarter of voters turned out, which is a high number for yeah. that election. 80% of the voters said, no, we don't want to wow. do this. Well, so that happened. The very next Monday, the company that uh, wants to put the solar panels in said, well, we're going to file a lawsuit against Decatur Township because you did this wrong. Mm-hmm. And we started investing money years ago to put this in sure. place. And you wanted to pass this ordinance. You passed this ordinance. We don't care that you did it wrong. And that vote by the people should have never happened. Well, it turns out this solar panel company is owned by, eventually, Shell mm-hmm. Oil Company. The same people that own Shell Oil Company own this solar company. And what they've become is kind of a solar panel farm broker. Ah. So they develop these things and then they sell them off to other companies that need them for energy credits and that kind of thing. So as you can tell, it goes down a long and winding road. But eventually what has happened is it's this parent company uh, that owns Shell Oil Company has filed lawsuit against Decatur Township. They said they we want to go forward and build this on this farmland, and the the local owners are saying no. So we detail what the story is, who's fighting against it, who's fighting for it. We did reach out several times to both the legal representation mm-hmm. for Shell um, and for the company itself, called the president of Savion. Uh, no return calls, no wow. emails returned. So 
There's the story. Check it out on MoodyOnTheMarket.com and on WSJM. Yeah, and we'll have more to come with that. As you know, yep. if maybe when you hear from those uh, representatives and those people and kind of see where, where things go. But, we want to get yeah. both sides of the story. Absolutely. So, yeah, go check out that at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. Another great thing that's happening in our community, uh, Niles Screen Park. Yes. Uh, 16 scholarships? 16 scholarships. Wow. Mostly Niles area high school students. Uh, Niles Screen Park has announced those scholarships. Park manager Pete Karlowitz tells us the nonprofit park gives the scholarships to young people who have volunteered at the Scream Park and helped to scare the bejesus out of kids. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> we have volunteers that work the Scream Park. They put their hours towards scholarships. Karlowitz uh, says 11 of the scholarships this year are for students at, Hunt, at Niles High School, two are for Brandywine High School students, two are for Penn High School students, mm-hmm. and one is for a Coloma student. That's awesome. Yeah, the scholarships total $8,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, hearing all the stuff that they're uh, able to do to give back. And really, they couldn't do what they do without those volunteers yeah. that, that do all that stuff. Because you, you look at the list, and they send it out every year of all the people that have have been able to work, all these different organizations that are able to do all that things, uh, all the stuff for them. And the scholarships and money that they're going to get is amazing. But if you think about that, if they didn't have those people, yeah. they wouldn't be able to scare all those people in the community. <laughs> and it just keeps, that's the great part of the screen part keeps growing yeah. every year. Yeah. And that means they need more people. They need more volunteers. So it's a great thing that they're rewarding them. Have you been through the Niles? I've never been through the screen part. Never? No. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, My kids have. They love it. I did some live reporting there oh. for WSJM. <laughs> a couple, not last year, but the year before. Okay. And yeah, Pete kind of took me through uh, all the uh, the little behind the scenes. It's weird going through there yeah. with the lights on. Oh, and seeing all the behind the scenes stuff. But they were like, "Oh, you want us to shut the lights off and okay. scare you a little bit?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? I want to check this out." <laughs> Some great stuff. And they basically start over each year. Okay. They don't just say, "Okay, this is the same one. We're right. gonna do it again." No, they like say, "All right, that one's done. Let's tear down certain stuff and rebuild." And do all the stuff. Have they ever lost a, a kid who's gone through there and they got scared, taken by a ghost or something? Uh, I don't know about taken by a not. ghost. I hope not. Are you sure you're not one of them? <laughs> you're not the ghost? No? No. Just got to leave a little mystery there for Niles Scream Park. It's pretty sweet. Uh, pretty uh, uh, Not only a cool Scream Park to go check out, award winning, but also... Uh, I love the volunteer aspect yeah, of that. Yeah, it's great. So, and yeah. the donations. They're going to be opening soon, right? I hope so. So I believe, from what I hear, uh, word has it from the behind the scenes. Ooh, you know something. I know some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I believe the Nile Screen Park is going to be featured in the Moody on the Move <gasps> series next month. That's right. That's why I, I hear I hear, okay. t- hear tell. Okay. I was putting my ear to the ground <laughs> and my gum shoes had picked something up. This October, I think there's a Friday the 13th in October. So that'll I be, did see that. That'll be the day to go to the screen oh, park too. Oh man, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Watch uh, watch the movie Friday the 13th and then go see uh, <laughs> see, the screen park. See, that's what I'm park. saying. Are the kids disappearing? That's the way to go. I hope not. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we don't want kids disappearing. No, no. Don't, don't do that. No. But go to now screen park uh, this year and, you know, Help out uh, them helping uh, those volunteers and rewarding them with great scholarships. Check out that story at WSJM.com and the WSJM app.